Well, Church, it's so great to have you join us this morning in our online service. Pastor Robert Spina, all the way from America, here in Australia in our online service. We are so blessed. Last week, Darlene preached an incredible message around the Mother's Day theme. I hope you took the opportunity, some way or another, to give gratitude and a blessing to a mum in your life. The interview that she did, which is now on Sisters Society podcast with uh, Layla and Danny, is amazing. The feedback has been overwhelming. It was Layla's first media talk about her uh, tragedy in her family. Darlene did a brilliant job. I'd encourage you, even you guys, download the Sisters Society podcast and listen to that interview. This morning, I'm going to continue on our theme around resilience and resilience in particular that we talked about together. Um, picking up, I suppose, really on Hezekiah. If, we, if I take you back just those couple of weeks, Hezekiah, he failed to protect and develop the next generation. Hezekiah was completely focused around planet me. He used this quote, he said, I wish I would have peace and security during my lifetime. He wasn't concerned about the generations yet to come. And yet the legacy of Hezekiah is rescued, it's redeemed, it's turned around by four young men. In the book of Daniel, you'll read with me today, hopefully you'll get a chance to go deeper. The message notes are there, down there in the, on the left-hand side, or my left, your right, at the bottom of the screen there. You can go there, notes, and read the Bible verses alongside with me. But here we find a whole bunch of people that have been exiled to, to Babylon. It's a time of massive cultural change. There was these young men who were exiled as refugees. They were forced to move to Babylon. They were basically forms of slaves. They had pressures on their shoulders. They had to take on a new culture. They had to serve a whole different leadership system and regime. They were just four guys, the Bible points out, that, that were amongst thousands of people on the same journey. The pressures to conform to the new regime were extreme and they required wisdom and courage to determine how to respond. Their response actually illuminates what resilience looks like or can look like under pressure. So let's read from Daniel chapter 1 verse Verses three and seven. It says, The king ordered the chief of staff to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judea's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. He said, Select only strong, healthy, and good looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace, train these young men in the language and the literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were be to trained for three years and then they would enter the royal service. Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle and Azariah were the four of the men chosen from all the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them with Babylonian names. 
the enemy, which we all have, is determined to weaken or break your resilience. And the story here is that we find four young men trying to be broken down, trying to be conformed to a whole new way. So in this story about these four young men, we're going to learn and give a few examples about how the enemy um, attacks them and actually what are the challenges that we need to apply to our lives to build resilience. The first one that I want to point out is the enemy wants to change your language. See, we need to fight if we're going to be resilient people, if we're going to be resilient people together, we need to fight for the language of heaven. I mean, that might sound beautiful this morning and everyone goes, amen, brother. But my question, what is the language of heaven? How do we describe that? How do we outwork that in our life? Well, the language of heaven is the language of faith, the language of hope, the language of love. It's the language of community. It's the language of family, where there's room at the table that we talk about. Jesus showed us in the New Testament, in the Gospels, how to be contemporary, how to be relevant to this generation and this community, but at the same time bring hope that's breathed on, breathed on, I should say, by the Holy Spirit. Our language matters. We have a different language to the world. To be more resilient, how do we learn from these men is that the enemy wanted to change their story about the history, about the whole story, about who they were, taking them out of their country, taking them out of their legacy and placing them in a new location with a new information, new literature, new words to speak. But our story, your story matters. The enemy will do whatever he can to silence your story, to silence our collective story, the miracles that have happened in our lives, in through us and around us. Let's not be ashamed to declare all that God has done for us. Let's repeat those stories over and over and over. Let's tell those stories to our kids, to our grandchildren about how God has blessed us, blessed us as a family, blessed us as a church, blessed us as a nation. Don't be afraid of declaring blessing, even in times of trouble. The enemy, to break down your Resilience wants to change your name. Why was the change of names from these Hebrew elite men from Hebrew names to Babylonian names so important? Well, a name means something. A changed name also talks about change. Just think about it in our society today. We call now someone once they get um, their PhD, we call them a Professor Bill or a Professor Sue. We call different ones that have graduated Doctor or Sir or Dame or even Reverend. Some religions ask people to take on and change their name. God changed Abram's name to Abraham because he wanted to tell the world that something was different. 
The Bible says, though, that we are called to renew our minds and be transformed. See, the names of these four men meant something. They're Hebrew names. We can go deeper this into this in our resilience messages that we're putting uh, online later this month. We've got a whole team of people who have dived deep into each one of these topics that are going to support what we've been talking about. See, names mean a great deal to God. So if your name is important, then we should also declare over our lives that what it means. I am a son of the King. You are a daughter of the King of Kings. We must ask ourselves then, what does God say about us? We must focus on what He declares about us. The enemy wants to, also wants to break down our resilience by changing our allegiance. The challenge that these young men faced was really about confusing forming to the world around them. The Babylonians knew that it only takes three years. What your alignment says, where you align yourself, says so much about who you are. Are we comfortable to say, I am a slave and a servant of Christ? Or alternately, do we comfortably say, well, nobody holds anything over me. I'm my own person. I'm, I'm important on planet me. Yet deep down, we all know that we all follow something or someone. Psalmist says so beautifully, the way he says this in Psalm 84 verse 10, I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of God than live the good life in the homes of of the wicked. See, to break down your resilience, the enemy also wants to change your worship. Let's read Daniel chapter 3, verses 15 to 18. I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. This was the king talking to Daniel and his friends. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the burning furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, listen to this, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So many of our battles aren't really about us. They're about our God. What do we worship? Who do we worship? In the end, what we hold on to in our faith walk says so much about us. A.W. Tozer says it this way. He says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. These four guys said this powerful statement. It's a resilient statement. The God whom we serve is able to save us. They're declaring 
where the power comes from. Not from themselves, not from their actions, but from the God of grace. He will rescue us. That's a pretty positive statement when you're about to be thrown into a burning furnace, knowing that nobody has ever survived it before. But in this scenario, Daniel and his friends are talking about resilience and declaring that God is good and that he is a rescuer. The other thing that I noticed about this statement about what they say is that their resilience was a statement about together together with God and also together in their community. If the enemy really wanted to have another go at them, he would have tried to break up that partnership of those four friends. Where can you find peace and safety in this world? Is it in the COVID app? Is it in the size of your bank account? Is it in the fact that you've been a prepper and now living underground, bunkering away and letting all the world's noise fly over your head? Where can you discover the confidence to stand strong in your identity and also your calling? We all need someone who is willing to join us in the fire, who's willing to be in the lion's den with us. These young men knew and also discovered in the heat of battle that that person is God, Jesus Christ our Saviour. They literally worshipped Him. At the bottom of your screen, there's a banner that says, if you want to become a Christian, if you want to know who Jesus Christ is, if you would just click on that banner, I'd encourage you to do that right in this moment. We have a team that would love to talk with you, to pray for you, and to also help you on the journey of discovering what it means to be a Christian, how to actually live in a community of faith. The Bible clearly says, Jesus says Himself, He says, hey, you need to get yourself right with the Father and with your friends. And I'd encourage you that to join into this community of faith or to find a community of faith where you live. The church is a big organisation all around the world. And there is people who would love you no matter what city or town that you live in. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the Holy Spirit-inspired words that live inside this book, that are living for us still today, where there's stories about resilience and what we can learn and draw from. Lord, make it real to every single person, no matter where they're watching or listening this message. And for those people that have clicked on that banner to say they want to become a Christian, Father, that again, that Holy Spirit, You would make Yourself so real to them right in this moment, that they would be overwhelmed with Your grace and Your goodness. Lord, that they would know that this is a supernatural decision, that from this time forward, that their eternity is now decided. Lord, I pray that this will be a life-changing decision, life-changing for them, for their family, for their friend, that this gospel message will go so deep in their hearts that nothing will be able to pluck it out and destroy. We declare this morning with those people who have made that decision that you are a Christian. 
a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. So great to be with you this morning, church. Um, love to talk to you through the week, in the foyers, um, after the service on the Zoom call. And so looking forward to this coming week, we've got our all-in team night. Make sure you do whatever you can to set that time aside and sit, be with your friends and to also hear what Darlene and I have to say about the future of our church. God bless you.